Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Saturday Draft Live. My name is David Hockney, and we are one week away from the grandest stage of them all. We are one week away from WrestleMania going Hollywood, which means this episode is the penultimate episode of Season 16. And let me tell you, it is going to go down to the wire, both in the main league and the listeners' league. But more on that in just a bit. Uh, joining me today is one of my regular co-hosts. It's Mr. Party Time himself, Ryan Dougleaf. Ryan, how are you? Absolute fantastic, David. I've made my long-awaited return. Obviously, when you go to Hollywood for WrestleMania, you bring the best guests, and why not bring back party time? So here I am, mm-hmm. back. And today is also a very uh, important episode because it's very fitting that WrestleMania goes Hollywood because we're rolling out the red carpet to not only the founder of our podcast, but also one half of Andy and Stephen in the morning. It is joining us today. It is Mr. Stephen Wilson. Stephen, how are you? Fine, David. Fine. Yes, it's a lovely morning here. Uh, <laughs> here in the lovely Glasgow. But yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> yeah, just bear in mind, we are testing some uh, testing some new features here on the podcast. So if you hear any hiccups, etc., we'll uh, just bear with us as we go along. But um, if you've listened to Saturday Draft Live before, uh, be sure to find us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Spotify for podcasters or any good Android podcasting site. And be sure to catch us on our socials, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Suplex Retweet. Also follow us on TikTok as well, uh, at, also at Suplex Retweet. But um, yeah, now that the socials are out of the way, let's talk some, uh, let's talk some analysis now. And uh I'll Ryan, I'm going to start off with uh, somebody who's been making regular appearances in the top three scorers of the week. We have Rhea Ripley on eight points this week. You know, we've said throughout the season, you know, Rhea Ripley, the number one pick overall, currently second in the top 10 of the season so far with 60 points all in all. I mean, I think, do you think it was a given that Rhea was going to be a strong performer this season? Oh, definitely. Well, you got to consider she, had, she won the match for Bailey earlier in the week. She's involved with the run with Charlotte to WrestleMania. She's involved with the Dominic story. She's involved with the Judgment Day 
like it's as as I said many times before, it's an absolute no brainer and like seeing results like Rhea scoring eight points is it's not a surprise. If anything you'd be thinking she'd still that's probably a lower week for Rhea Ripley. Um but yeah, I I can't really fault Rhea to be honest, it's a good pick, so mm-hmm. Yep. And on second place this week, uh Stephen, I'll come to you this one. Gunther, nine points overall with a win over Butch of the the brawling brutes on SmackDown. Things seem to be heating up uh, between him, Drew, and Sheamus ahead of the Triple Threat Intercontinental title match uh, at Mania. Overall, though, he's um, sort of sat in the bottom half of the top 10. 35 points overall, currently the number three draft pick overall. Do you think there could have been more points from him uh, in the in the grand scheme of things? Or do you think he's performing to expectations? Uh, I actually think he's probably below I said he was, he was right in Andy's first choice pick. And he was taken off the board quite early. So, yeah. Yeah, 30, 35 points, he should. Well, actually, it might not, actually, because who knows how it was going to happen at the Mania with the triple threat. But he got 41 points last season, 66 the year before, the season before. So, does it make him maybe a less as attractive pick because of the uncertainty? The thing is, when he wrestles, he wins. But he's not wrestled enough. That's the thing. I think he's only had like two wins all season. Yeah, not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but he does score big uh, this week alone, a much-needed points booster for for you and Andy uh, this time around. Um, But Ryan... We don't have him. It's not another team, David. Oh, I thought you said he... He's on the McLeod team. I said we wanted him, but something... Oh, right, I see. Yeah, you wanted him as a first-round pick, but yeah. Uh, no, that's that's my fault. Yeah, Ryan, where were you in the backup with that? I thought you were supposed to be my co-host. Don't want to talk over you, David. I want you to let you make an arm mistake in this recording five minutes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Botchamania runs wild. Ha ha. Lols. <laughs> but anyway, since uh, since I'm talking to you, Ryan, we'll talk about the number one scorer this week and somebody that's uh, kept Men on a Mission 2.0 afloat all season long. Cody Rhodes, our captain, scoring ten points this week. Uh, moves him up to 58 points overall, just two points behind Rhea Ripley now. Um, I mean, it's all going down. You know, he's getting wins over uh, Ludwig Kaiser. He beat LA Knight on Raw. And he's also set to face uh, Solo Sokoa uh, on the on the go-home Raw before WrestleMania. One week left. Is he going to finish the story and get those much-needed pay-per-view title win captaincy points to get men on a mission 2.0 back-to-back tag team wins this season I'm going to be the bad guy here I don't think he's winning it Mania I really don't I just, so you, you're siding with Jack it's, then it's, I don't know what it is it's just it's no clicking for me and I'm I'm like it all but it doesn't feel right I feel like there's a longer uh, downfall post Mania and I just don't see it uh, I definitely could be wrong. I'm not the popular opinion here. Um, outside of that, though, Cody has been a great pick here. The post-Rumble season going into Mania, you're going to pick the Rumble winners, aren't you? No wonder he's so high on the table. So um, Good pick regardless, but I just don't see the finish line being great. Mm. Uh, Stephen, I'll get your opinion on that. Do you think uh, Cody's finally winning the big one at Mania, or are you joining Ryan and Jack in the uh, Pessimists Club? Go either way. I'm leaning towards him winning currently. 
Uh, I feel like the stuff in the last few weeks with Solo Sokoa will feed into this whole bloodline breakup angle that's inevitably going to happen <clears throat> either on Mania weekend or, or the week after Mania. But <clears throat> yeah, Cody, he's had a he's, he's, a, he's been a fantastic pick. I think it's fair to say him and Rhea were always going to go early. And yeah, the, the, the two of them are roughly sitting about the same 60 points, 58 points respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody has in the past we had, he's got a reputation of being a solid pick when he's when he's doing well. Uh, I remember his season five run when Allen had him when he won the TNT title and he got 109 points then. Mm-hmm. So and he, he got 72 points for me before his pick exploded. <laughs> so if he wins this one, he could be well on track to maybe get close to 100 points. Probably just shy of it, somewhere in the 80 91 there, but that would mean. Mm-hmm. It's fairly achievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the only person sitting above both Rhea and Cody this season is uh, due to a fantastic Elimination Chamber performance from Asuka, who's still at the top of the top 10 of the season with currently 69 points. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like she could be overtaken uh, come the end of the season if she doesn't... Uh, well, actually, no. She's got the Raw Women's title match at WrestleMania. Maybe she could still finish the season on a high, assuming because all three of them are going to be in title matches this Sunday. That is assuming they all win, of course. Uh, but, you know, that's uh, that's analysis for another day. Uh, so going into the main league rankings on the penultimate episode of the season. Um, seventh place, we have Grant McRobbie and Kwaku Ajay with Alba Graps 2.0, currently on 92 points. So... One week to go, and they've yet to break the 100-point the barrier. But, you know, never say never. I think it's uh, certainly doable come WrestleMania weekend. Uh, in sixth, we have Serenity. Now, uh, Scott and Ross McLeod, 116 points. Then in the battle of the, the mid-table, we have Jack Graham and Randall Gleish, the pair of fannies, on 125 points uh, this week. The top scorers of the week as well, with 24 points in total. So that's a nice little uh, boost in point for your team, Ryan. Not that it matters. <laughs> it's, um, sol- it's, it's been a solid effort. Solid effort. Uh, mm. It's a shame that uh, Jack's obsession with Alpha Academy seems to have let you down. Mm. <laughs> Aye, but uh, we had a reason and uh, it was flawed. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they appear. They're on the Mania card. Aye, Mania but Showcase, but... It's a, sh- it's a shame that Otis got lost for for the whole of Raw the other week yeah. when he could have had... But you could have had like three extra points. We literally <laughs> needed them in Otis is getting manicures. Otis, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but fourth place, the Transatlantic Heartbreakers, Ryan Gallagher and Chris Lopez, doing a lot better than I think anybody anticipated, sitting right smack bang in the middle of the table, with 126 points, although they were the lowest scorers this week with just 11 points for their team. So a pair of fannies could easily overtake them uh, next well. week at some point. Then we move into third place. We have your team, Stephen, with Andy Mitchell. Andy and Stephen in the morning on 134 points. Very solid this week for you guys. You get 17 points uh, along with their second place team, Goats Incarnate, who are 17 points ahead of you, uh, 151 points. Uh, but once again, top of the table. Last season's ta- last tag team season's winners, Men on a Mission 2.0, myself and Gary Kernahan. Currently 11 points ahead of Goats Incarnate, uh, 162 points overall, scoring 22 points this week alone, most of which was uh, Cody and Dom Dom. But uh, one week to go, gents. Do you think the table's going to shift? 
following the go home week before Mania and of course Mania itself? Well, that's the kind of beauty of it, David. Um, WrestleMania, there's so much going on. There's so many things chopping and changing, moving left to right. Things can change in a heartbeat when it comes to, especially WrestleMania week. Never mind just the pay-per-view itself. But I think mostly you're looking at a two-horse race here, maybe three. Uh, it obviously goes incarnate in many of the missing. And in Stephen in the morning. I'm not going to say it the way you said it, David. Um, <laughs> are it still in my run? Did I say it wrong? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think they're still on a run for it, but they're very outside. They're like a 20 to 1 in the bookies, and I don't like 20 to 1s. Mm. <laughs> can, can, I, can I just say that the pop culture knowledge on this SDL decreases rapidly when Jack and Scott aren't here? Oh, Jack's <laughs> a very delicate boy this morning, so he will not be. <laughs> well, I found out on the selection night that Serenity Now is a Seinfeld reference, and I don't watch Seinfeld, so that's that's my excuse it's on, on that. Ne- it's on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. the easiest watch you'll ever have in your life. <laughs> it's it's just the you stop watching the Sidemen on YouTube and, and watch Seinfeld, and then watch Community when you finish that. Then you understand what we're yeah, talking I suppose about. Uh, Alison Brie is on Community, so that's that's more than enough reason to watch. But yeah, anyway, pop yeah, culture references aside, Ryan, I'm handing it over to you now. Please tell us what's going on with the Listener's League and the Listener's League Cup. Do, do I have to? Yes. Right, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go to the league first, right? Once my computer decides to actually work. There we go. Right, we're going to go with the top five per season. I'll break down kind of what's going to happen in the top. So you've got... Fifth place, 178 points. You get Jonathan Napier with Flex Fredman. In fourth place, just a point ahead in 179, despite Dudley's medical insurance bill and Ross Henderson. Then you go to where the, the title race really is. You've got uh, John Sly at Judgment Day, one-ish, uh, 193 points. Then you get Joint first. You've got both, 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 both Brady and Gary Morris at 195 points. Um, I'm just going to take a look these teams quickly. But yeah, it's definitely looking like a three-horse race, guys. Um, got it, got it, got it, got it. Is this the tightest listeners league we've ever had Go with just one week to go before the end of the season? Uh, I think it might it's, be. It's a, it's a particularly tight one. I shall check once. Uh, well, they are getting better. Yeah. Because Gary they, Morris they, they, has they do, Dominic... They do know what they're doing. They, yeah, they yeah Gary doing Morris has Dominic Mysterio as his captain on 80 points, so... That's definitely the driving force uh, yeah. behind so his Gary's team. So Gary's got Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Solo Sokoa, Dominic Mysterio, Seamus and McIntyre, and Adam Pearce. And Ross has uh, Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Solo Sokoa, Austin Theory, Seamus McIntyre, Damien Priest. So you kind of got like the the same kind of formula with slight tweaks. Um and you can see where the success really is coming from. Uh, although John Sly, who's the uh, third place, two points behind, has got a bit different. That's Rhea Ripley, Uso, Charlotte Flair, Dominic Stereo, Orange Cassidy, Damien Priest. But there's a lot, a lot of overlap there. You can see where the points are actually coming from. In terms of historically, in the listeners, like, the two closest ones were actually won by uh, former SDL hosts. There was uh, David Camp was winning season eight, winning his one season in that one, when he won on captain points. And then there was, of course, uh, Ryan's win in season two, where he won by a point and a half over Alan Laurie. But it's the yeah. first time we've really had, with a week to go, three, I'd say it's a free horse race. Yeah. After, uh, 
and, mm-hmm. and David, your prediction the other week of Anthony Fitzpatrick uh, being one of the contenders, he's actually he's top tonight. He has uh, had a bit of a nosebleed and collapsed like his uh, glorious Oldham. Uh, he has <laughs> fell like a <laughs> fell like a rock. <laughs> I don't want to talk about uh, failing football teams in this show. Thank you. <laughs> we'll move some. How are things standing in the in the listeners' league cup? Oh yes, yes. Uh, bear with me. The listeners' league cup uh, is a two-week one this week, so uh, I, I can bail Ryan out because the, the scores aren't really on that sheet for that. Uh, okay, I'll let you it's go currently then. Matt Smith. <laughs> Is currently the favourite in many people's eyes on this show is on twenty one points. Uh, he has had a pretty, it's, it's a quite a solid week in in terms of general. He's probably lacking from the fact that there was no Jamie Hayter and no MGF on a dynamite. Well, MGF had a kind of pre-recorded video, but not a lot of points from them. Twenty one points though would be not would be okay most weeks, but. He is against the steamroller that is uh, Tam McKay, who was in the bottom two of the Listeners League in week one. He's currently sitting in seventh. And, yeah, he got 32 points this week. Uh, Dominic and Rhea and, so- and Sosako and the Usos really providing the business for him. Uh, a nice wee appearance from Adam Pierce as well. So even though everybody was tooting Matt's horn as a former Listeners League winner, uh, Tam, who's not even in the WhatsApp group chat for the Listeners League, is ever <laughs> a chance of uh, being the first ever uh, Listeners League Cup winner? I would say, I would swear to him, especially now that Ray Dominic is being confirmed for Mania. Mm. I'm, I'm surprised Michael Cole doesn't like, like have a a much more of a JRS reaction when Stone Cold beat Eric Bischoff in 2003 uh, when Ray punched Dom. It was, uh, I mean, it was all set up, but he just went, oh, yeah, and that's it. He had to restrain himself, you know. They only had so much time Mm. on TV. (laughs) Oh, well. Uh, But, yeah, just to uh, wrap up this episode, um, Stephen, you're our guest today, so we might as well let's discuss your team. And you're currently sitting in third place with Andy Mitchell uh, in the main league. But... You had a very good start to the season with the Elimination Chamber and you had the captaincy on Asuka who ended up getting you a ton of points and she's been top of the table ever since. But recently you switched your captaincy to Sami Zayn in light of of him and Kevin Owens challenging the Usos for the Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. Are you confident with your strategy going into Mania season uh, with this, uh, with this captaincy change, uh, I would have preferred the gap to be less. I would fair to say I would have liked to us to have been a bit more closer to the kind of the front two. I think the two of them have been on a Judgment Day Express recently. They're never after bloody telly. I like Judgment Day, but when I've when the Two of our draft opponents have all members of Judgment Day. It's just like, come on, give give us a break. <laughs> but yes, the, the the strategy we had was always to make the switch to Sammy. It was just when to pull the trigger, when was the right point to go. Sammy Zayn is the guy, uh, and we were just waiting for him to get the right exposure for the, in this kind of KO angle to kind of go. 
and I think the point with Dunnett is probably the best one. It would have, I would have liked to have done that angle to have been done a week or two earlier because Asuka stopped winning matches on TV. Because at one point after the Elimination Chamber, even before Elimination Chamber, it was win, 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 win. And kind of, she's kind of plateaued a wee bit in terms of her point score and she was well ahead of the other people on the, on the table. And now the other two are pretty much catching mm. up with her. So I would have liked that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I think we've got a chance depending on how the Mania weekend goes. Can I just uh, add, uh, I was actually thinking about what you just said this season before he said it. Um, I like how you didn't fire the trigger and switch on it immediately after the Chamber one, because I think a lot of people would have made that mistake with the, the heat with Asuka winning the Chamber. will carry on the next few rows. I can't remember how many weeks it was until he changed it. It was not like nearly a month or so until he changed the yeah, it was last week. Is this, this this week we've changed it, so yeah. Oh, right, yeah. So month, that, yeah. that makes total sense. Like You, you didn't just jump the bandwagon as soon as that you got all the points you worked from Asuka, because everybody picked Asuka for the Chamber. Um, so I like that you didn't immediately change it, showing your experience in the end there, Stephen, so hold on. Uh, my experience of the, appears to be the bridesmaid of yes, of uh, the draft. I've not won a, People keep saying when the points are a certain way, oh, Stephen does the points, Stephen makes up what he wants. I've not won a league in nearly three years. <laughs> people have had COVID three times since I last won a league. I've won a league. <laughs> You've won mm. a league. <laughs> It's just like, come on! I'm, I'm, I'm the top five specialist. I'm like the, the, I'm the arsenal of, <laughs> which means I'm due a win soon. <laughs> you were glad you never said Tottenham then, because you're not winning any teams. <laughs> yeah, I had to kind of think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but beside, outside of asking Sami Zayn, to be honest, your team isn't really anything to howl about. I mean. Nobody else has scored above 15 points uh, for the rest of the season. You've had what's, I think, best described as a as a, a juggernaut season with, with Asuka a little bit. But, you know, Imperium on 10 points, Darby Allen on 7, uh, Johnny Gargano on 13, and Liv Morgan on 11. Not, not the best in terms of, you know, outside of one very high-scoring pick. I mean, is there anything you would have changed in hindsight, given your your selections uh, from round three onwards? Yeah, I would have picked uh, McIntyre and Sheamus as my tag team. Raging when they get, when they get picked. Uh, I think I feel the slander of that tag team on this show in recent weeks has been shocking. <laughs> as a pick, yeah. I, think the, I think that's a cracking, cracking pick. They don't lose, you know. Well, as Imperium should be the same, but they're not, you know. I mean, they used them, they used them on SmackDown for the, to put over Cody. And then they didn't appear. They didn't appear with Gunther, and now they're going to lose next week to Sheamus and, ironically, to Sheamus and McIntyre. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have uh, got me a great deal more points, uh, and in hindsight as well, I'm trying to remember how the snake went. Yeah, I would have. I would have got. Um, I would have picked. I was between. I, in my head, I was like, need an AW. I think get a title champ for AW, and it was between. Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy. And I should have picked Orange Cassidy. I mean, the, the point mm-hmm. differentiation is mental. I mean, 7 for Darby mm-hmm. Allen, 41 for Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is the best non WWE scorer. Yeah, and, and he's the, the highest scorer tra- on Transatlantic Heartbreakers team as well. I mean, he's been the one carrying the season. He, he has won eight matches over the course of this season, over the course of all the AEW shows, which is only beaten by Asuka. He said, and he's there's 14 appearances to 8 wins, you know. When he's on TV, mm-hmm. he tends to do well. And 
it's I mean, five title wins as well at that time. So yep. it's just it's, it's, it would have been an unbelievable shout on that one. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to defend Johnny Gargano because I think he'll win. In, I think he'll win at Takeover or Standard Deliver. Sorry, and that will mm-hmm. bring his points up to twenty, which in that particular round is still a decent total. I think, because if you take out Heyman and you take out Cassidy, he's still performing very well. Uh, and Liv Morgan is the last bumming round. I need the female pick. And if you compare her to the other one in that one, which is Nikki Cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess getting to a point Jeez. in the last rounds where like, there is a lack of quality women to pick for WrestleMania, so I can't really fault an ex-women's champion. I mean, in hindsight, the only one I maybe would have went for that didn't get picked was Ronda. But at the same time, has Ronda been appearing regularly? She'll probably win at Mania. They might win the place mm. at Mania. She's been quite Depending. absent, yeah. But uh, they might win the they might win the Fatal Four Way tag and then they might win there's a there's talk that they will then also challenge for the Raw Women's titles on the same weekend. Mm. So that could be two wins, but it was at the point it was very up in the air what was gonna happen with Ronda, so I think that's why I didn't pick her while Morgan was fresh off of being in the rumble for an hour. She had a decent enough showing at the chamber without actually pinning anybody. So it's just like mm-hmm. a bad luck. But I don't think she'll. Her and Raquel, she'll please you and Gary Dave. I don't think they'll mm-hmm. get pinned at Mania, so they'll get some, they'll get some nice, yeah. solid points. Yeah, I hope so. Because I seem to have. I've got Sami Zayn, who's always appearing with Kevin Owens, so that probably clashes with Brian and Jack. And then I've got Raquel and Morgan, who's always with Raquel. So I'm not going to get any closer to Dave and Gary. It's just. What can you do? Mm-hmm. But on SmackDown uh, next week, uh, before Mania, we do have the Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So I suppose that should help uh, some fourth or fifth round picks at least get some appearance points on the, the road to Mania. But I'm just going to throw it out there uh, just to sort of round things off. Um, given the list of participants that you've seen on the on the graphic, who do you think is going to win this year's Andrew the Giant Battle Royal? Ryan, I'll start with you. I was literally just Googled to check who's on it because I don't know who's on it. Fair, it's, to be fair, it's a All right, I'll tell you what, we'll come back to you. They just, they just chucked the graphic out, to be fair. It was just like... Yeah. Just All, right. All right. I'll tell you what, whilst Ryan does that, Stephen, I'll get your prediction. Who do you think's winning? Because I've got a prediction in mind already. I have a prediction based purely because I did, I'm surprised he's on the poster. but Or he's on the, the, the match, but given... His potential mania status, I think he's a no-brainer. Uh, Bobby Lashley's winning that Andre Battle Royal. Why he's in yeah. the Battle Royal? Because there is rumours that he's matched with Wyatt's off because Wyatt's got an illness. So I think this would probably be his way of trying... He'll, win, he'll call someone out and somebody will face, have a match at Mania or something. So I am going to be Bobby Lashley, which he's on Grant and Quacko's team, which is good because they're well off everybody else. So him mm-hmm. winning that Battle Royals is actually a really good thing for everyone else. Yeah, it doesn't impact your choice at all. Yeah. And reminders on Battle Royal rules scoring, isn't it? It's just points for winning, right? Yeah, it's just, Rather it's just than points, for points for elimination. I am, I am not sitting and watching a Battle Royal that's not a rumble <laughs> because they tend to chuck people out randomly. You don't see what's going on. I am not watching that shit. Yeah. Uh, no, that's fair enough. Uh, Ryan, do you agree with Stephen's prediction or are you going to throw an outside bet in? I haven't found the graphic yet, so I'm going to agree with Stephen from complete <laughs> bias and lack of knowledge. Um, 
But you know, when you've got someone like Lashley in a match like that because the uh, prior plans may or may not be cancelled, um, I think there's not much. From what I remember, there hasn't been much story wise with Battle Royals, so it's literally just a case of who they want to have win it. And you're not gonna, some no one's putting Lashley over top rope, so I'm inclined mm. to agree. But again, I don't know who's in the match. <laughs> no, I think, of, I think Bobby Lashley definitely uh, uh, Bobby Lashley's a solid shirt, but I think in terms of undrafted picks, I think one that could win that's undrafted, LA Knight. I was actually about to ask with you, well. My my three picks are Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, and Bronson Reed. I'll go, I'll mm-hmm. go LA Knight. I think any of those three could win it. Uh, LA Knight's apparently... There's talk of him being the backup for Lashley. So they two being in there would make sense. Top two? Maybe they could be the final two. Maybe. And it'll take about 20 million men to to chuck uh, Bronson Reed over the top rope. (laughs) Not as as much as 11 people it takes to eliminate Nia Jax, which I think set a new record uh, from eight people eliminating Viscera. It's not like most eliminations. Uh, but you know what? We can digress ahead of uh, next week. But that's going to do it for us here on Saturday Draft Live. First, I want to thank Stephen for joining us on the uh, on the penultimate episode. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. And off, again, Stephen thank you. <laughs> and again, thanks uh, for co-hosting with me, Ryan Dogleash. Absolute pleasure. I'll see you in another eight weeks. <laughs> Uh, I've been David Hockney, this has been Saturday Draft Live, and we will see you next week for the finale of Season 16, and we will see you at WrestleMania. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.